Welcome to another episode of I Wish I Was a Little Bit Taller. I am Amir Ferg's about to jump on. We get into the final results of the NCAA tournament. How great the games between UCLA and Gonzaga and Baylor uh, Gonzaga were and weren't. And then we get into a little bit of the Paul Pierce uh, uh, controversy and so much more. So listen in. Yo, what up, Bergs? What's up is my money in the mystical madness. Yo! Uh, I kind of didn't want to do this pod today. That's why I waited for you to text me today. (laughs) Popping bottles! Um, So first, you won all three of your games officially in the NBA. And so you're up 500. I went one for three and is... I'm down 100. So, and um, you get to claim to win the NCAA bracket tournament by one, one fucking point. <laughs> you know what? When you look back at the record books, it does not say how much you won by. It does not say how many, how close it was. It just says you were victorious or you were the loser. <laughs> what what record book will this game be in for you? <laughs> hey, you know what? When this thing blows up, it's gonna be all over. Yeah, the place. right. Um, so you did win a thousand and I lost a thousand. So over the weekend, you went up to twelve thousand seven hundred. I went down to 7,700. So oh, wow. this is what I really play now. This is like, I've given you enough lead. You know, I'm like, okay, now, you know, it's like when you play with your kid, you know, you gave him a couple of point lead and then you really start to play and bust his ass. Damn, <laughs> that is a dominating lead right now. But you know what? We got a long season ahead of we us. Gotta, so I'm not going to get too was, cocky. I'm just going to keep, keep the pedal to the metal. I'm just going to, now I'm not going to play with my heart anymore. <laughs> I feel like my heart's done me wrong all season. So <laughs> let's go with, uh, let's go with a little more brains if I can, if I have any in it. So um, we got Utah at Phoenix tomorrow night. Oh man, two of the hottest teams out there right now. Um, I, I, I'm going to go with Phoenix. I think they're, uh, you know, getting over the hump. Uh, and what I mean by that is, they now have a lot of games under their belt to get through some tough stretches, you know, throughout a game where maybe somebody's not scoring and they found some answers on how to weather the storm through some slumps here and there. And uh, gosh, they are playing some great ball. So I'm going to pick Phoenix for a hundred. You know, they've had the best record, I think, since the beginning of the year. They're 23 and like three or something like that. And um, they're just on a roll. And the Jazz lost last night to your Dallas squad. So um, that's right, they did. Yeah. So I don't know. It's, like, it's a weird game because I'm like, are they going to come back and just be like, all right, we got to fucking beat these guys? Or is Phoenix just that good to where um, they're just that the, the they're just going to, you know, outshine and, and beat Utah? So um, I'll just, go, how much did you bet? I bet 100. Okay, I'll bet 100 against Utah because that's just kind of a toss-up right there. So no heart in that one. (laughs) Yeah, you're going to go Utah? Yeah, yeah. So I'll go Utah 100. You got Phoenix 100. Okay, next is Memphis at New York uh, Friday night. 
gosh. That's a you good game. That's going to be a fun game to watch. Yeah, I haven't watched a lot of Memphis uh, recently. Um, if it's at New York, whatever the line is, I'll pick New York for 100. Uh, I, I still think they're playing some some good ball right now. Unfortunately, I, I don't know too much about Memphis right now. I haven't followed them too much. So that could, that's, a, that's kind of a coin flip. I'm just going to go with the home team and go with the Knicks for 100. So um, the, the Memphis is on a little bit of a – east coast trip so just to maybe i can help you out with they beat uh they beat the 76ers they beat the heat they're playing uh atlanta tomorrow and then on friday they'll be playing um new york so they're it's going to be the fifth fourth game fifth yeah fourth game in you know whatever amount of days so um that's a nice little road trip for them um well, I definitely am happy with my next pick for 100. Yeah, I, I was going to say, you know, I'm going to go Memphis because they're on a nice little winning streak. Um, I will go Memphis for 100 as well. And then, to go yeah, up, huh? yeah. And then last one is Boston at Portland. Oh, my gosh. And that's uh, next we- Tuesday. So a week from today, basically. Okay, next Tuesday. Who do you like? I'll let you pick first. Um. Well, I like Portland just because Portland's more consistent. Boston is all over the place and they're just not looking good at all right now. And um, what's his name? The guy that they got for uh, Fournier, um, whatever his name is. I think that's how you say it. Uh, He is on the 10 day COVID protocol thing. So he's out. Um, I, so let's see, they, they're, they're just up and down. Like they beat, the uh, Rockets, they beat the Hornets. They lost to the 76ers. They're playing the Knicks next. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with Portland just because I just think Portland has a little bit more of their shit together. And I'm going to go a hundred. I'm going to go 200 on that one. All right. I am also going to go Portland, but I'm just going to go for a hundred right now. Okay. Uh, for a lot of the same reasons. I think they're, are right in the thick of things. I think they're the sixth seed right now. And uh, with a nice little push, nice little run, they can pass the Lakers and, you know, possibly get into that five, four seed. Uh, we'll see. So I think they got a lot to play for and yeah. they, yeah, they're, they're playing well. So I, I think they're playing better than the Celtics are right now. Celtics are uh, a little bit of a mess right now with no bigs and just kind of not sure where they're going right now. So um, I, I think Portland has a full unit, whereas the Celtics have a bunch of good guys just out there playing. You know, yeah. It's more of like, hey, let me just get the five best athletes and players that we can and put them out there and see what happens, whereas Portland actually has some positions that they are putting out on the court to to make them uh, more a little bit more formidable. Yeah. So. I, I... You know, I, I've always believed, you know, the approach of putting the best athletes out there and they'll do well but they just look sloppy when they're out there right now. Like there's no flow in their offense, their defenses, like no one really is putting that effort into the defensive side. So, I, I mean, I hope Boston doesn't succeed as just a, a Laker fan. So I mean, it, it works to your point. I mean, it works a lot when you get, you know, a lot of athletes out there just running around, you can switch all positions and stuff like that, but for how long, I mean, that, that can, that can carry you through a little bit, but you know, good coaches are still going to come up with some good schemes defensively um, to get matchups that they want to where even though you got athletes on the on the floor, 
you know, some of the big guys might be able to, uh, to beat them on the boards a little bit. So, you know, good coaches are still going to find their way around that. Yeah. 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 Um, from that, we're going to go into how you won your thousand and I lost a thousand in the NCAA finals. Um, I feel like the UCLA Gonzaga game should have been the final game. It should have just ended it right there. Cause that was a great game. Freaking awesome game. That was one of the best games I've seen in a very long time. And, um, very fortunate to, to get to watch the whole thing. So, you know, we, we were at home and, uh, you know, able to, to turn it on and, you know, with the kids right now, it's very rare that I get to watch a, a full game without kind of being interrupted a little bit, but, you know, Ethan was involved and he was watching it and really excited too. And I, I can't tell you just the back and forth, you know, it's, it's like a, they talk about um, a heavyweight, you know, fight, right. Back and forth. The one, somebody threw a haymaker and the other one just got back up and threw one back. And I tell you what, UCLA threw the whole kitchen sink at him in that first half and Gonzaga still was what up one or down one at halftime. Right. I was like, Holy crap. If they weathered the storm, that's incredible. And then same thing. Second half UCLA did not give up kudos to them for, I mean, said it's overtime, but then in overtime, they're down five and we think, okay, it lights out. Hey, it's, it's been fun while it lasted. Came out, got a stop, hit a three, got another stop, hit a deuce. Like, God, they just no quitting them. So yeah. I, I really loved watching them play. And I know going into it, we talked about how much fun it was watching them play defense. Um, and they, they balled out. So yeah, could have been the national championship game, but yeah. yeah. Baylor's defense. Oof. Oh my God. God, they just watching, you know, the, the Houston game, Houston could not get around any of Baylor's defenders. It was one of the most impressive defensive performances I've seen in a very long time. I mean, we, we look at Virginia playing great defense. They're just like that pack it in type defense where Baylor was just one-on-one. You were not getting around me. It was incredible to watch. Yeah. I mean, they call themselves dogs and they were, that's exactly, they were feisty. You weren't getting around them. They were just going to lock you down. Uh, Do you think that Gonzaga kind of, once they beat UCLA kind of fell into the trap of, okay, now we've, we've won it. Like it's meant to be kind of like their mindset was past Baylor and they were already looking into the championship. No. Cause they just didn't look like they're at all. Like, I I mean, Baylor's defense is solid, but like, they just didn't seem ready if that makes sense like they well, just didn't look right i mean i tell you what when you get smacked in the face the first three minutes and you're down nine nothing 11 two whatever it was right i mean that'll that'll shell shock you immediately and, and kind of get you out of your get you out of your zone a little bit so i mean yeah baylor came out shooting lights out yeah. some of the shots don't go down suggs doesn't get his first foul on some weak ass charge call which the guy is sliding in the lane in my opinion right <laughs> i just that, that call I, I didn't like that uh that call personally and then he makes a dumbass mistake on a reach in which is an obvious call yeah a minute later so yeah. i mean yeah. he's out of the game the first basically the first 10 minutes of the game and you know just got just got too much baylor yeah all, all credit to them they deserve to win that game uh, i think their defensive tenacity uh, is what did it. I mean, Gonzaga had no open looks from the outside at all. Couldn't get Timmy inside because a they couldn't get him the freaking ball. The pressure right. was so much up top. So yeah. uh, if you go back and I mean watch it again. If anybody out there you know likes to watch replays of games, that's a defensive like juggernaut out there. It was awesome. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, and well, they they I feel like Gonzaga's slowly getting there. So they couldn't make it past the final four. Now they make it to the finals. So it's like the next step is now let's just win it. So like maybe two years from now, they'll make it to the finals and win it all. So hey man, that's gonna be tough because Suggs was their top uh yeah. top recruit ever, and he's you know, he'll be gone. Um, you lose Kispert as a senior and uh so they're gonna have to reload a little bit, which I'm sure they will. They will. I mean, they do it over and over and over yeah. again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So from there, we're going to go into another, let's just say, uh, entertaining night of view <laughs> viewership. Um, Paul Pierce uh, going live on his uh, Instagram stories. I, a lot of the t- comments were like, hey, I think this is supposed to be a friends only link. <laughs> it was. And have, did you see any of it or no? I saw a little bit. I mean, I, I clicked on a couple of things and saw a little bit of it just to kind of get the idea of what it was all about. But, oh, my God. <laughs> First, like for him getting fired on ESPN, he should have been a while ago because he's a horrible analysis, uh, commentator, analysis guy. Like he's just horrible. But like first, if you're going to put on a, a bunch of strippers on your thing, at least make sure they're hot and not like <laughs> not <laughs> at all attractive. Hey. Some guy ranked them at five. He's like, they're not even Instagram five worthy. <laughs> I mean, to, to your point. Yeah. He was not a very good analyst and maybe he knew that, uh, you know, one of the theories out there is he knew that he was about to be canned. So do something and make a splash statement to get fired. So that way you're not just let go because of your poor analysis. And now right. you'll, um, he's still in the media for something, right? So somebody might sign him to do something else now just because he's in the media. So that's that's something kind of flo- floating out there right now. I don't know. It was it just a stupid drunken mistake where he you know, was drunk and a few other things uh, he was definitely high. He was definitely high. A bit. Um, <laughs> he was high and drunk. Hit the live button, and next thing you know, it all takes off. So, well, two things. Uh, did I ever tell you the time that we partied with him? No. So this is like, I, this is when Tony Allen was a rookie. So what? Fucking like fifteen years ago, whatever it was, you All know. Time ago. So we were at some club, and it was like me and Ali and like. A bunch of like you've met other girls that we hang out with, like they're our homegirls, whatever. And we were like, I don't know, we, we were rolling like 10 deep. It was like three guys and like seven girls. We go and we there's a table right next to us, and there's these, these two guys just sitting there by themselves and they have one bottle of Patron. And we have like two, three bottles, and like we're broke as fuck. How can we afford this? And we look over, and Ali's like, That's Paul Pierce, and that's Tony Allen. And so I end up, they end up parting with us and Ali's trying to set up one of our girls with Tony Allen and Tony Allen is actually the nicest dude. He was like really shy, quiet, whatever. And Paul Pierce was just a douche then, a douche really? in the league. He just was like, he, you know, like when you look at somebody and you interact with them, like you just think you're way hotter and you're like way cooler than you are. And you're just like, you're sitting by yourself at a club home like, and you have yeah. all the money in the world. And so it was funny that night. And then speaking of him trying to get into other realms of entertainment, I guess some porn site is offering to pay him $25,000 an episode to do some NBA type, like live cam, like live video cam with like strippers or whatever in the background. Really? 
Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Well, but hey, that's exactly what we're talking about. There's some random person who's going to want to cash in on this and and try to get some of the other X players or whatever it is involved. And yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, from one downfall, we're going to go into Golden State's downfall. <laughs> 60 points. They were down by 60 points at one point in the game. And they, I think eventually lost by 40-something, 50-something. Like it was, you called it. You called it right at the All-Star break. They were going to tumble. Like they're going to crash. Yep. And um draymond green said oh we're not even i'm not even looking forward to playing the 10th you know fighting for the 10th seed it's like yo you're getting paid all this money you're considered the second right now the star of the team and you're giving up like it's either all or nothing and the all or nothing isn't revolved around you it's revolved around the other two players so you need to step your fucking game up and like play well and be a be a mentor right Mm -hmm. For some of the younger guys, there, there was so much talk about earlier in the season um, during a free throw. He's t- coaching up Wiseman and trying to be a great mentor. Yeah, everything is super easy, you know, when things are going well uh, to be a mentor, to be in the media and show what a great job you're doing, bring along some of these young guys. When it's tough, that's the time you're needed the most for your experience. You need to be able to show them how to you know, to lose with class and to say, Hey, how to be humbled and say, you know what, this, this league is tough to win. And yeah. if you lose by this amount, get in the gym and, and work off that rust and figure out what didn't go well to make yourself better. So that never happens again. And, you know, we're not, we're not sure what happened the next day in practice, but yeah. hopefully Raymond was the first one in the gym. Hopefully Steph was there as well. And yeah. they were leading by example. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's-, it's one of the things we, we won't know, but uh, that's the that's a true leader right there and yeah everybody can have a down night and, and lose by a ton uh it happens i mean yeah you know, i mean i hope ha- they slip out i hope the pelicans make it into that you know comp you know nine ten seed i feel like san antonio is gonna slip out of there because now that they traded away uh um you know or they released um uh what's his name um can't even remember. DeRozan and Aldridge. Yeah. Well, DeRozan's still there. Or not DeRozan, Aldridge. Aldridge. Yeah. Yeah. But um, but they're gonna slip out. Golden State's gonna probably slip. I think the Pelicans are gonna get in there. Um, I mean, do you really want Sacramento to get in there? Is the question, no. you know? So no. um, but okay, my next question for you is that's kind of leading us, is Draymond a Hall of Famer? Yep. Really? <clears throat> yeah. Why? Yeah, I think he is. I think he's um, and the championships they, they won, I think he had a significant role in those championships. And it wasn't just a uh, hold on to the coattails and, and just be along for the ride. I think he was a significant part of that. Um, and the longevity now, this isn't a three to four year run where he was just good for a little bit. I mean, he's he's been around now for quite some time doing pretty, pretty solid things on the defensive end. Yeah, he's fallen off a little bit, you know, the last couple of years. But um, I think he would be. If you go down the list of some other guys who um, who are talked about as potential Hall of Famers and so forth, I think he has done more for his team. So his career stat line: eight six five. Okay, is that Hall of Fame standards? It just it just depends. I mean, if you're a a basketball fan and watch what he does on the court for his team. Um, 
I mean, some of the stats shouldn't, shouldn't ring through. I mean, you can, you can also put some of these down years, right? I mean, I don't know what he's averaging this year or, or last this year. This year he's a six, six and eight. Okay. He's a three-time all-star, three-time NBA champ, five-time all defense, 16, uh, 2016, 17 defensive player of the year, two-time all NBA. Absolutely. There's, wow. Yeah. I mean, you're talking the, the stats alone right there that, that I think yeah. that gets you it, right. You're a defensive player yeah. of the year. You've won, you've won three championships. Yeah. All, all NBA, all defense, how many years? I mean, all those type of things, those are hard to do. Yeah. So, I just have this, like, but I, I get what you're saying. The stats, they are not very impressive. If you, if you show those stats, but talk, talk to me about some other guys that you think are more deserving uh, well, I'm going to get into of- that. I'm going to get into that, but I'm going to give you another player actually, in fact, but Draymond Green is, see, I always have this idea is first to be in Hall of Famer, you have to be at one, like a good chunk of your career, the best player on your team. You have to be the best player. Like you, you have to, you have to, you have to be able to carry a team. You can't rely on somebody else to carry it for you and you be a role player on those teams. So hold that thought. So is Clay Thompson a... A Hall of Famer? No. I, Clay Thompson, if he was on any other team, would be averaging 30 points a game. I, but I'm just saying, is he, is he going to be a Hall of Famer? Yeah. Okay, but to your point. But he's he also doing it on both ends. Remember, he's, doing, he's considered one of the best defensive players and one of the best okay. offensive players. You just said you need to be the best player on your team. Okay, let me ask you this. If you put Draymond Green on any, any other team, would he be the best player on that team? Uh, not right now. No. no, no, no. In his prime, in his prime, would he have been the best player on any team you put him on? I don't know. I there, don't think there he would have been. May, there may have been some garbage, garbage teams out there. But... <laughs> That's my point. Then, like, you know, that he would have been the best player on the team. But from what he brings to the table, five, seven years ago, right? You put him on some of the other teams. Would he be the most valuable player on that team? Possibly for what he does on both ends. I mean, he changed schemes of what teams were trying to do because of how good he was on the defensive end, being able to switch guard guys on the perimeter. I but mean, he was also a liability on the other end. I because understand. They would just step off of him. I understand what he, you know, what he has become right now, but how quickly as, as fans and, and viewers of the game, we forget how good he was about six or seven years ago. No, no, no I'm not. I'm but like, like you said on, you're talking about on only one side of the court on the other side, he was a liability. Like, they could not put him and it's it was the fact that um curry and uh thompson were able to score so many points when iggy and draymond were on the court says more about their offensive efficiencies because those two were running around basically basically being double teamed because no one was guarding iggy and no one was guarding draymond green so i will say though if you go back and play some of those games right when he is not scoring spacing the floor being a productive screener being a productive passer all these type of things so if there were hockey assists in the nba yeah. i'm just saying draymond with how many heady plays that he made uh during the course of that you'd have to go back and watch a ton of them because i know right now uh fast forwarding to what you're seeing on the court it's doing him a, a disservice because we we view this as who he is right now uh, i feel his body work warrants him being in that discussion yes but he hasn't been in the league that long he came into the league 2012-13 he's been in the league what nine years 
nine years. That's pretty damn good. Nine years. He didn't play. Yeah, he's just 30. He's not. I feel like he plays like he's a 35, 40 year old man, you know, like he's been in the league so long where he's like, he can't jump. He can't, you know, uh, shoot. He's just like the role well, guy, but like, well, bro, you're, you're talking nine of those years. How many years did they make it to the finals? Let's take LeBron out of it because LeBron is just a, a different type of human being, like how he's, he's built in his body. But Draymond's been in the finals, like down low oh, banging yeah, with all these like yeah. post guys for, we're yeah. talking about nine years. I think six of the nine, he made it all the way to the finals and they were just like worn the hell out. Yeah. Right. I mean, he's had some deep runs in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, he's had some long runs and yeah, but yeah. Well, last year he played 43 games this season. He's 42. Um, his first season, he, uh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. First season, he, basically he played basically a full season, three, four years in a row. And then just, he's, he's just declining. He won 76, 70, 66, 43, 42 now. Yep. Um, but okay. So from him, okay. So you consider him hall of famer. Okay. What about Blake Griffin? No. <laughs> nope. Uh, Why not? So part of what you, you had said is, uh, is being a top performer on your team, but you also need to, you also need to win. That, that's part of it. I'm sorry. You, you also need to be, um, you also need to be a winner. And, and I'm not talking about just championships alone because there's some great players that unfortunately didn't win a championship. D did he ever make it to the finals? No, he, they never made it past the second round. The second round. So, I mean, part of that, you, don't get me wrong. You don't have to win a championship to be a hall of famer. Um, it definitely helps, but there's a lot of guys that, what did he do? Besides just catch a lot of lobs. Like well, really. Okay. okay. What is, so he's what an, I agree. Done? He's a no in my book too, but if you're going off that is CP3 a hall of famer, you know, that's, that's <laughs> a, no, I will say that's a, that's a tougher question. Um, I would say now more than ever. Yes. So from what he's done with going to the Rockets and they were a torn ankle ACL, what, what happened to, to him? Did he hurt his knee? Like, I forget. Uh, he had a quad thing. I think he always quad has hamstring. He's had hamstring issues like most of his career. So scratch that one little injury and no injuries are a part of the game. They're taking down, they're taking down the Warriors and they could be NBA championships, right? The Rockets that year. Yeah, but your criteria is he's never made it past so, the second round. I'm just saying, from what he's done then to taking OKC to basically taking that team to the playoffs on his shoulders, and now let's watch out for those Phoenix Suns. His career ain't over, my man. No, no, no. I, I agree. I, like, it's just crazy to think. Like, at this point, look, I'm, I'm pulling up his stats. He's a 11-time All-Star, six-time Steals champ, nine-time All-Defense. Uh, the 2012-13 uh, All-Star MVP, four-time assist champ, nine-time All-NBA. He was the rookie, all-rookie team. He was the rookie of the year in 05. Just add like, Hall of Famer onto that list, yeah. okay? So, But here's the thing. In the last three seasons, he's improved all three of those teams. Houston, OKC, now Phoenix. Yeah. He's been actually Clippers, uh, Houston, OKC, now Phoenix. He's been traded every off season isn't that fucking crazy like he took houston to the pinnacle of beating one of the greats of yep. all time he yep. took a shitty okc team 
that no one projected to make the playoffs fighting against and almost beating was it the Clippers, right? I think they were playing the or whatever. Uh, I'm not sure who it was against, but and yeah. then now he's on the Phoenix Suns and a team that you know was probably considered to be like a seven, eight seed, and now they're competing for like a basically the you know top in the west so um i agree that he's a hall of famer but but see to me he makes sense like he hasn't he's probably not going to win champion let's just say he's not going to win champion if he doesn't he's been the best player on multiple teams Mm -hmm. even playing against great players with him right he's carried teams he's all his stats alone he's what he's 18 4 and 9 and then I read you all the other stuff, defensive awards yeah. and all, you know, all that stuff. He's feisty. As much as I don't like him, I'd want him on my team, you know? Yeah, yeah I love the fact I, – I mean, oh, I hate the fact that he whines so much after every play, but you got to give him credit. He absolutely is a warrior out there, and um, yeah. And I, he would have like, won a championship. I don't like to say that, but he should, he should be a Hall of Famer, right? Yeah. He, he should have a championship under his belt with the Lakers if fucking the owner of uh, – uh, the Cavs didn't bitch about it and have him trade to the Clippers, which for yeah. even less value, you know? Um, okay, what about Iggy? Is Iggy a Hall of Famer? No. Finals MVP? I know. Um, and, and I know you're going to throw that part out. But... <laughs> I don't think he is. I don't think he should be. But people I, are I saying he should he, be. He got on a tremendous four or five game, whatever it was. I don't know if they swept or if it was in five or six. I can't Technically, remember. realistically, he shouldn't have won the MVP. It should have gone to LeBron, but. Yes. Yes. If, if they gave it to the actual best player in the series. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, no, that was just one of those. He had some amazing moments in the yeah. series, hit some super clutch shots. So they gave it to him, but let's, be honest he no he's not a hall of famer he's been around for so many years yes he's won some championships yes he was a part of those championships not a i wouldn't say a main main component i'm sure he was a starter he was a great player on the team but no um yeah he i I don't think he is it's just a conversation that somebody brought up and they were like well because they wouldn't have won it without him. And you could potentially argue that, but, but that doesn't make somebody a hall of famer just because a team didn't win the championship without him. You could say that about any player. On the but team. then you but, see, see right, right now you're proving my point. Draymond green. <laughs> I don't know. But I, I don't think you could have, I, I don't think he, he is a replaceable guy. I think they, they actually, he was a, he was a piece to that. Iguodala, I do think there are some other players that, could have fit right into that role and and done what he did as well. Okay. Okay. From there, let's go to two actual hall of famers. Who would you take? Let's just say in any era, just in any era. Okay. Eighties, nineties, 2000s, 2010s, 2020s, whatever. Stockton in their pro in their career, just their career. Stockton or Jason Kidd. Man, that is tough. Those are two. Amazing. And in my book, I feel like Stockton gets devalued of how I'm a Laker fan and I fucking hated him when he was on Utah, but he did not miss a game. He shot 50, 40, 90, basically every season. Lockdown defender, solid offensive on the offensive end, just screening. People hated to get screened by him. Big guys, yeah. you know? 
I think he is probably one of the most undervalued point guards ever. Yeah, and and why is it? Because he wasn't flashy, right? He was let's let's just call it this. Before Tim Duncan, couldn't Stockton have technically been Mr. Fundamental, right? right? Exactly. The big, the little fundamental you want to call it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, just any of you go back to some of his highlights and stuff, and sure, we don't remember freshly in our minds how good he was, but just fundamentally sound in all aspects of the game. Everything. Like his assist, the the little uh, pick and roll, uh, bounce pass, uh, the quick bounce pass to Malone for a nice yeah. little jump shot or, or run to the lane. Like yeah. that's ridiculous. So um, if I had to choose, I would say, I would say Stockton. I think all around game, um, I would pick Stockton. See, kid developed his jump shot later on in his career and became a really good three-point shooter. And he had the other stuff. He was a little bit bigger than, you know, Stockton and stuff like that. But, and he was quicker. But overall, I think I would have taken Stock. Like, if I was yeah. having it, if I had a team right now, he'd be the perfect player to have next to LeBron. Whew. Could you imagine that? Like, he just comes up and sets fucking wicked screens and then just goes to, just fades into the three-point, you know, arc and just shoots it from anywhere and just, you're guaranteed a basket, you know? And he'll find you open if you if you're cutting, plain and simple. Yeah. You know, well, he's an asset to have on and any team for sure. Yeah, I would I would pick him. I mean, uh, kid creates more of a team matchup issue for for the other team because right. you, know, you can't put a small guy on him and so forth. So I understand that from a matchup standpoint, kid may be a better player to have on your team for that. But Stockton. The, the toughness and all that stuff, I, yeah. I would go him. Yeah. yeah, it was a there was a pod that uh, uh, Baron Davis is on, and he was like, I was, he's like, they were like, what was it the first time you realized you were in the NBA and you probably like got humble? And he's like, playing Stockton. And everyone was like, what? Like, you would think, like, you know, going against all these other greats and point guards, Isaiah, this, that, and other, whatever. And he's like, nah, I, Stockton, first play of the game, stole it from me. Second play, stole it from me. Third play of the game, he walks up, takes me to exactly where he wants to go. I was trying to move, make him, you know, work up the court. He just dribbled all the way to where he wanted to go on the wing, passed it, cut, set a screen. Somebody got wide open layup. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck just happened? He's like, I was like, I, and you don't realize how big he was. Like, he was 6'3", and people didn't yeah. realize that he was that big, you know? Um, all right, from there... I got a good one for you. So I saw this and it actually makes you think, okay, who wins one-on-one you with LeBron's build and athleticism, but your basketball skills. Okay. So Chris Ferguson's basketball skills, okay. but LeBron's build and athleticism. Okay. Or LeBron's basketball skills, but your build and athleticism. Um, I know what mine is. I'll tell you that. It would have to be his skills with my with my build. Really? See, I would go the other way. <laughs> I would if I was 68 240 and his athleticism, you don't need to have that much better skill wait, homie. Wait, wait. His athleticism? Yeah. So his my build skills, and his athleticism. My, oh, my skills and his athleticism? So it's either his build, his athleticism and your basketball skills okay versus lebron's basketball skills but your um 
build and oh. athleticism. Oh yeah, no, I'd I'd go with the athleticism and my my skills then. Yeah, yeah, because like you don't necessarily need to have the best skills if you're uh, that yeah, yeah. big and strong and fast. For sure, for sure. I was just like, like I don't know if anybody really wants to be a six foot hundred and fifty five pound guy with any with LeBron's skills. You'd be nowhere. I mean, you wouldn't be nowhere. You would be balling. I would you'd be like, maybe a college player. Hey, you'd be like Allen Iverson, bro. No. <sighs> He's not that quick though. So that's the thing. Like you're comparing, you're saying Allen Ivers, like LeBron is fast for 6'8, 250. It's such a not- weird, that's such a that's such a weird question though, because part of your skill set, you know, some of it is your athletic ability and how you do stuff. So you're yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. Going to I just line. saw that and I was like, ooh, that like like if you ask that of maybe like a lower tier and like pro, you know, what would they say? Like if someone had was six three, you know, two ten, and like, so let, let's say Bledsoe. Yeah, Bledsoe. Which which one would he take? You know, that was God, like, I don't know. Bledsoe yeah. would. That's hard. Yeah. So. Uh, that's so that's it for that one. And are you ready? What time is it? Game time. Woo. All right. You want to go first? Or- you want me to go first? All right. So. I have one good question for you, and I want to see how many of these guys you can actually name. It's another list. Okay. <laughs> Damn you, it is a fucking list. list. <laughs> there are 12 guys okay. that were picked number one in the NBA draft that were also the MVP slash MOP, as they call it now, in the NCAA tournament. Can you name... These 12 guys. Duncan? No. Wait, so they won a championship and then went drafted. Not, no, no, didn't win a championship. They were the most outstanding okay, player. Okay, okay, outstanding player. And, okay. In the, in the tournament. And went number one. Really? Duncan never got that, huh? You gotta give me clues on that. Must have not made a run at uh, Wake Forest and and gone there. So, um, okay. Any of them in the last ten years? Um, I don't think so. They no, all got to be nineties, nineties, early two thousands, probably, right? Yeah, yeah. You, yeah, I mean, you'll know five or six of them for sure. Okay. Uh, and went Never. number one. Uh huh. Jordan. Um, Michael Jordan, no. He wasn't? Oh, I, he didn't he go didn't, number one. That's right. He didn't, right. Go, he didn't go number one. He didn't go number one. He didn't go number one. Magic? Magic, yes. He is on there. Um, Hakeem? Hakeem was on there, yep. Okay. Uh, who else went number one? Was Kareem? Kareem is on there as well, yep. Okay, so I got three. How many are there? Twelve? Yep. Uh, who else went? You'll know probably four. You'll probably know four more. Shaq? No. Hmm. He wasn't the most outstanding actually for that. Um, How about another UCLA, uh, UCLA great? Walton? Walton. You know, you know, Bill Walton won it three times and so did, uh, and so did Kareem. Well, yeah, because UCLA was winning championships. Like Kareem won every single year he was in UCLA, right? Yeah, it was just crazy that they, uh, but three, yeah, three different times, most outstanding players. You so. know why Kareem didn't win the fourth one? Why? 
because back then they didn't you couldn't freshman, as right? a freshman you couldn't yeah. be on varsity or, or whatever freshman it was team. so um okay so give me the college team they were on north carolina um oh uh and i didn't realize he went number one with the lakers oh um worthy worthy i you know until looking at this i didn't realize he went number one yeah he went the crazy part is they won the championship and then they got the draft him <laughs> that's crazy um then uh let's see two more probably uh let's see to your arch rival no not your arch rival your crosstown rival Oh, old Blake, an old school player. Oh, old school. Oh, uh, Danny Manning. Danny Manning. Yes, sir. Yeah, I remember Danny. I last remember one. Danny. No, I mean, you'll know two of the other guys, but last one that's kind of within that same 90s, late 80s, 90s. Um, Jason Kidd. He's a coach right now in college again. Where he went to school. Oh, uh, Jim, uh, John Howard. Patrick Ewing, baby. Oh, Patrick Georgetown, Georgetown. Yeah, yeah. Well, he got drafted what ninety or eighty? Late eighties, I think. Yeah, 85. Because yeah. Jordan went eighty four, I think. Yeah, and then the others were uh, Elgin Baylor, Art Hyman, uh, David Thompson, Kent Benson, and Purvis Ellison. Yeah, so. I wouldn't have done those guys. I yeah. Okay, but uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Not job. bad. Not bad. This one is. I'm going to give you three players that played on this team, you have to tell me which one didn't play for this team, okay? Ooh, okay. So, like, okay, Boston Celtics. Yeah. I'm going to name you three players. Gary Payton, Bruce Bowen, and Latrell Sprewell. Who did not play for Boston? What? <laughs> I don't even think of them, dude. <laughs> My first right. game was going to be like, hey, I was going to make it a true or false. I was going to be like, did Gary Payton? No, I'm make no, it this, easy. This is good. All right, say say the three again. Gary Payton, Bruce Bowen, Latrell Sprewell. <laughs> Which one did not play for Boston? Are you sure you said Boston Celtics? <laughs> I feel like Latrell probably got traded there at some career. <laughs> um, you know what? Did Bowen start there before he went to San Antonio? I don't know. That's your trivia question, not mine. <laughs> uh, and then the first guy you said? Gary Payton. No, let's go with – I'm going to go with Bruce – no, Bruce Bowen. Yeah, I'm going to say Gary Payton. The answer is Gary Payton did play. No, no. no. He, he, remember towards the end of his career, he was bouncing around. He went from L.A. to, like, Boston to Miami. Uh, I didn't know that was one of the teams he bounced to. And then Bruce Bowman started his career there. He, I think, okay. got drafted by the Heat and then ended up going there. And oh, then Latrell Sprewell did not play there. Okay, yeah, next one. The Cavs, Andrew Bynum, Dan Marley, Derek Fisher. Uh, <laughs> um, he did go there, I believe, in that trade. Andrew Bynum, Dan Marley, Derek Fisher. Um, shit. Let's go. Let's go, Derek Fisher. Yep, you are correct. Derek Fisher did not Woo! play there. Last one. For the Bulls, Robert Parrish, 
Rip Hamilton, George Hill. For the Bulls, Robert Parrish, Rip Hamilton, and who else? George Hill. George Hill? Uh, Parrish did. I think he moved there towards the end. Um, Rip, I feel like he got a – I feel like he was there maybe for a year or so. I'm going to go George Hill. He's never played for the Bulls. You are correct. You are correct, my good sir. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty nice. good. good game. <laughs> nice I like one. that game. That was a, I, dude, I have a list of these, so I'll keep throwing them at you. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm going to ask you like, some more cricket. This, this was, that was a fun. I was like, I, there were so many different ways I could have gone with this. And I was like, should I do this or should I go like give one and name two others? And you have to pick which one did play. But I was going to hard. Yeah, I was going to take too long for me to find other players that didn't. And I had to double check to make sure these guys didn't play for that team. <laughs> Seriously, so. don't, don't pick somebody that's been on 12 teams. <laughs> exactly. Um, well, thank you all for listening. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Um, hopefully I do a little comeback this week. And um, yeah, that's about it. Have a good one, guys. We'll see y'all later. Peace. Peace.